Chapter Number One of the Cave Twins. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Cave Twins by Lucy Fitch Perkins. Chapter One. Granny and the Twins. One bright morning of early spring, long ages ago, the sun peered through the trees on the edge of a vast forest and sent a shaft of yellow sunlight right into the mouth of a great dark cave in front of the cave a bright fire was burning and on a rock beside it sat an old woman in her lap was a piece of birch bark and on the bark was a heap of acorns she was roasting them in the ashes and eating them at her right hand within easy reach there was a pile of broken sticks and tree branches and every now and then the old woman put on fresh wood and stirred the coals to keep the fire bright a little path ran from the front of the cave where the old woman sat down the sloping hillside to a blue river and the morning sun shining across it made a bridge of dazzling light from shore to shore beyond the river there were green fields and forests and beyond the forests high hills over which the sun climbed every morning what lay beyond those far blue hills neither the old woman nor any of the clan of the black bear had the slightest idea everything seemed quiet and peaceful on that spring morning so long ago the trees were beginning to turn green and little plants were already pushing their way through the carpet of dead leaves a robin lit upon the branches of a tree above the cave and sang his morning song there was no other sound except the sizzling of a wet stick on the fire and the snapping noise made by the old woman when she took a roasted acorn from the fire and cracked it with her teeth the old woman was not pretty to look at her face was as brown as leather and covered with wrinkles and her hair hung about it in ragged gray locks it was no wonder that her hair was rough and ragged for it had never been combed her whole life long and she was quite old oh as old as forty maybe but she really couldn't help her hair being like that any more than she could help being forty because there was not a single comb yet made in the whole world it was a mystery how she cracked nuts so well because she had only a few teeth left in her mouth for clothing she had nothing but the skin of a deer fastened over her left shoulder by a thorn and tied around her waist with a leather thong although she seemed to be thinking of nothing but her nuts the little bright eyes of the old woman kept close watch in every direction and her ears were quick to hear every unusual sound if a twig snapped or there was a rustling noise in the underbrush she was ready an instant to fling fresh dry sticks on the fire and make it glow red against the black opening of the cave she knew that no wild animal however fierce and hungry would dare come near the leaping flames yet watchful as she was she did not see two children who were creeping stealthily toward her over the great rocks which sheltered the mouth of the cave they were a boy and a girl and from their size they must have been about eight years old they both had bright twinkling eyes and flaming red hair and were dressed alike in skins of red foxes of almost the same color you could tell at a glance that they were twins but it would have puzzled anyone to tell whether they were both boys or both girls or one of each kind they came down over the rocks so quietly that not even the quick ears of the old woman heard the faintest sound when they had almost reached the ground they stopped and at the same instant opened their mouths and howled exactly like two young wolves 
the noise was so sudden and so near that the old woman never thought of her fire at all she simply screamed and fell right over backwards into the cave then she rolled over and scuttled on all fours out of sight in the darkness as fast as she could go the acorns from her lap flew in every direction and rolled down the hillside the boy and girl jumped to the ground shrieking with laughter in a moment the old woman was back again in the door of the cave she had a stout stick in her hand and she looked very angry she shook the stick at the twins and scolded them so fast that the sound of it was like the chattering of an angry squirrel in a treetop now of course i cannot tell you just the words she used but translated into english this is what she said you horrid little catamounts if i catch you i will teach you better manners i will give you such a taste of this stick that you will not need more till the river runs dry the twins sprang up still shrieking with laughter and danced about the fire just out of reach of the woman's stick but you can't catch us they screamed their red locks of hair flew about in the wind as they danced until it looked almost as if red flames were bursting from their heads the old woman glared at them helplessly dance away she cried dance away you red-headed rascals i shan't need to put sticks on the fire while you're here your red hair would scare away the saber-toothed tiger himself no wonder you're not afraid to run alone in the forest with such hates on you you are as safe as if you were in the heart of the cave just then she saw her acorns all spilled on the ground and her rage broke out afresh pick them you little rats they are the last of my winter store and it will be four moons yet before they will be ripe again down went the children on their hands and knees and began to gather up the scattered nuts young as they were they knew the value of food they also knew the taste of granny's stick in those days food could be only found at the risk of life itself and was not to be thrown away while hunger lasted besides the hunting had not been good for some time the reindeer had gone farther north and the great herds of bison had not yet come back from the warmer regions where they ranged in winter there were wild beasts of many other kinds in the forests but the hunters of the clan had not brought home meat for several days this was one reason why the children had ventured so far into the forest most of the time they and the other children of the clan stayed near the cave under the watchful eye of the old woman while their fathers and mothers went hunting now don't be cross old granny sit by the fire cried the girl at least i think it was the girl but the twins looked so exactly alike i can't be quite sure we'll pick up your nuts for you and if you'll put your stick down we'll give you something we brought for you the old woman's face softened you might almost have thought there was the beginning of a smile in the corners of her mouth but she only said i know your tricks worthless ones you have brought me nothing but a fright and a tumble in the ashes the girl pulled the acorns she had gathered into the piece of birch bark which served the old woman as a plate and danced over to the mouth of the cave she saucily took the stick out of granny's hand and flung it on the fire and then led her back to the stone seat go along and get it firetop she called i knew it was the girl who said this because it was the boy who was called firetop on account of his red hair the girl's hair was just as red but they called her firefly 
firetop sprang up the rocks down which he had climbed so carefully only a few moments before and came down again slowly carrying something in each hand he stood before the old woman with his hands behind him guess granny guess cried firefly by this time the smile had got out of the corners of granny's mouth and had spread all over her face brutes she said wrong shouted the children guess again Bruce gum <laughs> wrong again laughed the twins granny thought a while this time then she said snails no 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 the twins said both together and then firetop slowly brought his hands round in front of him and showed the old woman four large birds eggs you should have seen granny's face then it was all wreathed in smiles and when she smiled she wasn't so bad to look at after all almost nobody is for that matter she took the eggs from firetop's hands and covered them carefully in the ashes we'll roast them she said i've had nothing to eat but acorns for three days past now uh, tell me where you've been and how you found the eggs we were hungry explained firetop and all the big people had gone off hunting and we thought we'd go too we thought we knew where we could find some roots so we hid ourselves and waited until robin and blackbird and square toes had gone down to the river to hunt frogs and then we ran back into the woods robin and blackbird and square toes were the other children of the clan firefly could never stay quiet for very long and now she broke into the story yes and we found some roots too she said we were just eating them when from a hazel bush right in front of us we heard a loud snort we didn't wait to dig any more roots i tell you there was a chestnut tree nearby and we grabbed a limb and swung ourselves up just in time it wasn't only one it was three wild boars that rushed out of the bushes and the biggest boar had tusks as long as this firefly held up a stick about eight inches long as she spoke it's lucky we were up in the tree for they were all hungry too and they looked as if they thought firetop and i would taste very good she laughed then firetop seized them he hung down from the limb and tackled their noises with a long stick my but they were mad yes said firetop they looked just as mad as you did when we scared you granny i wonder one look at you didn't scare them to death said granny because animals are so afraid of fire i am used to the flames on your heads but if i were to come upon you for the first time i should think i'd climb a tree myself or else i should think the woods were on fire and run away granny poked firefly in the ribs and laughed at her own joke maybe our red hair helped some said firefly for pretty soon they all three turned and ran grunting off through the woods and then said firetop we thought we'd come back by the tree path we went out on the limb of the chestnut as far as we could go and swung into the big oak tree that stood next there are a lot of oak trees together there and we were going along from one to the other when there was a loud whirring noise and the big bird flew out of the top branches right over our heads we looked up and saw the nest it was made of sticks i got the eggs and handed them down to firefly and then we came home you didn't come all the way by the tree path and carry the eggs did you 
cried Granny admiringly. Oh, no, said Firefly. The eggs were too big to carry in our mouths. So Firetop dropped to the ground and I handed the eggs down to him. Then we ran back home as fast as we could. You will be as great hunters as your father and mother one of these days if you keep on, said Granny. And no one in the whole clan can do better than they can. Mama, I can remember when your father was a boy, how he used to hunt eggs. That's how he got the name of Hawkeye. He could find eggs and other things too where nobody else could find anything at all. How he would swing along through the trees. No wild creatures could ever get the start of him. And then your mother. She could run faster than the wind could blow. She wasn't easily scared, I can tell you. She had always her legs to depend upon. I've seen her run from a mad box so fast that she made just a streak of light through the forest. And when the box got too near, she swung herself into a tree and then hung by her legs safe above his head and teased the box crazy because he could not reach her. Ah, she was a wild one in those days, and well she earned her name of Limberleg. I'm sure the eggs must be done by this time, said Firetop. Granny reached down and poked the ashes away from the eggs. They were very hot, but her hands were so tough and horny that she could even handle live coals. She gave one egg to Firefly. Firefly took it in her hand, but her hands were not quite so tough as Granny's, and it burned her like everything. She dropped it on the ground, squealing with pain. It was cooked so hard that it did not spill, though the shell was broken. Granny laughed. Aha, she said. I'm even with you now for giving me such a scare. Oh, boasted Firetop. That's nothing. Watch me. I guess if you can handle them, I can. He reached down and picked up an egg and held it in his hand. It was just as hot as a coal of fire, but he pretended it didn't hurt him. He cracked and ate it in two bites, and though I am sure it must have burned a red path all the way to his stomach, he never said a word. But when Firefly wasn't looking, he did suck the air into his mouth to cool his tongue. Granny can have the other egg, can't she, Firetop, because we scared her so, said Firefly when they had each eaten one. You may scare me every day that you bring me birds' eggs, said Granny. Granny took the last egg from the ashes and was just cracking it when suddenly there was a shout which made them all jump. Those were pretty jumpy times, I can tell you, for a new sound might mean almost any kind of danger. There were so many wild beasts in the forest that no one could feel safe a single minute unless he was deep in a cave. Even then, the cave had to have an entrance so narrow that no man-hunting animal could get into it or else a fire must be kept burning before it to frighten them away. The moment they heard the sound, Granny dropped her egg and sprang to her feet. Firetop and Firefly popped into the cave and were out of its sight in an instant. Granny threw fresh sticks on the fire and as it blazed up, she looked fearfully about in every direction. Now, she heard another sound besides the shouts and screams of children's voices. From far away down the river came a long, low roar and the tramp, tramp of many feet. A group of children came tearing up the path toward the cave, shouting at the top of their lungs, The bison are coming! The bison are coming! 
Granny took up the cry. The bison are coming! The bison are coming! She shouted into the cave and out tumbled Firetop and Firefly in the twinkling of an eye. Where? Where? they screamed. There, there, in the river bottoms, panted Squaretoes, the biggest of the boys. We were hunting for frogs and all of a sudden there was a roar. At first so faint we could hardly hear it. Then far down the river we saw them coming. Run, run to the big rock and you can see them too. Granny threw a great heap of dry wood upon the fire and ran away with the children to the big rock, which lay part way down the path toward the river. From the top of this rock, the whole valley was spread out before them like a map. Square toes pointed toward the south, and there in the green marshy land bordering the river were hundreds and hundreds of great dark hairy beasts. They were running, and as they ran, they made a low roaring sound that was frightful to hear. We shall have fresh meat tonight, said Granny to the children. The herd has been frightened. I could not see the leaders. Some of our hunters have surely found them. They stood on the rock until the great herd had thundered by and was out of sight around a bend in the bluff. Then Granny said, Come, let us go back to the fire and gather plenty of fuel so we can cook the meat when it comes and have a great feast. End of chapter 1